Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to a very spooky episode of the IGN UK podcast. It's the podcasting Whoa. hour. Yeah. It's really hard to do a Halloween special without going like spooktastic. Mm. Shite like that. Can you do a spooky mm. voice, Cardi? Of course you can. Wow. What do you want? Just spooky in general. No, just, general spooky. Just Gen- what's general spooky? <laughs> or general spooky? I, mean, I don't know. It's you probably just looking <laughs> yeah. through windows. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. All right, put spurs well, on. Someone like Michael Myers, you know, doesn't say a word. Spookier yeah. Yeah. than most. Dead eyes. That's a good mm. point, actually, yeah. Um, Silence is the scariest thing of all. There you go. This is our strap line. Done. Um, this is a little spooky podcast. We've got a lot of stuff in this, man. We're going to have a bunch of... Sp- I'm not. I'm cutting the spooky day. Spooky shit. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of Halloween features. We've also got Julius Avery and J.J. Abrams. Um, Julius Avery is the director of a new film coming out called Overlord, uh, which is a Nazi horror film, uh, and it's very, very good. And J.J. Abrams uh, produced that with his Bad Robot Studio. We've also got Jamie Lee Curtis. I got to go meet Jamie Lee Curtis. It was bonkers um so we've got a nice little 10 minute chat with her coming up and we're going to talk all about the new halloween film which will have spoilers in it but that's not coming up until much later and we will let you know when there's going to be spoilers um but for now Ooh. it generally feels like we're this is like the best halloween that i've had in ages in terms of things coming out and things happening it's i don't know if that's because i'm going off but Loads of amazing stuff has come out. Like we talked last week about Haunted and Hill House. You just finished. That. I think Netflix in particular have gone mad. Yeah, just going like actually we probably should get stuff ready for October. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they've also like we talked about Haunting on Hill House last week, yeah. which I think we've covered. But also um, the, that new series Haunted, which is supposed to be yeah. a bit dog mm-hmm. shit, but yeah. still, still yeah. having a go, still going for it. Yeah, and then Apostle, the, Apostle, Apostle, yeah. Apostle. and the thing that's well. coming out this Friday, so yeah. we haven't watched it yet, is the new version of Sabrina. Yeah, mm-hmm. which just, looks really good. I read Laura Prudhomme. Um, is it Prudhomme? Is that mm-hmm. what you say? I read her uh, review of it. And it sounds awesome. I'm well excited for it. Do you know who's in it? No. Uh, who very excited about Lucy Davis? She's one of the what? sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like in Sabrina, is it Sabrina? Yeah, it's Sabrina. <laughs> I was like Sabrina or Clarissa. Uh, <laughs> but you know, in um, in Sabrina, in the original Sabrina, she's like got the two aunts. Uh, I think Helga, Helda, yeah. Zelda, Helen, was it Helga right, and Hilda yeah. in the Hilda and Zelda? One. Yeah. So. Lucy Davis is playing one of them. Helga. Yeah. So she's like a proper big what part. Is that? That's something else. That's it? awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I don't. I want to see how they do Salem as well. Yeah. The cat. Because mm. it's surely not like the original TV series. <laughs> it's he, can't, he can't talk. Can and, how they, and how are they going to do Ferguson? <laughs> do you know what though? <laughs> do you know what though? There is a thing like that. There's another thing I was telling you about, and I'm just going to completely forget the name of it because it's a mad name. But it's like the Curious Collection of Christine McConnell or something. Oh, like we were that. talking about this in the kitchen what? the other day. So this is a lady who got famous on Instagram. That's not the name of the show, by the way, but it's on Netflix. It's as well. something like that. Yeah. Wait, you talk, I'll find it. It's a lady who's famous on Instagram for creating like spooky cakes and things like that. So it's just like it'll be like cakes in the shape of. Fucking dagger. Well, in the trailer, in the, in the trailer, she makes oh, like dagger cake, like a very realistic looking spider yeah. out of uh, sugar. 
So like, she got really famous on Instagram. Now Netflix yeah. is giving her own cooking show, but it's not a cooking show like Nigella style where she's just like, yeah, it's a spooky cake. Is it, yeah, it's not like it's clear that she is a chef. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost like Elvira. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like that a little but, bit. But more. she's but cooking. She, she's like she lives in a haunted house with a haunted husband, and there's like mo- <laughs> there's pe- um, puppets there that are all fucking evil and shit. Who makes and who does the puppets? Uh, Jim Henson's son. <laughs> it's called. You were not, not far off. It's on? called the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Oh, I was. I was, I was quite on. close to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, it, I watched one episode and I was like, this is mental. But then she makes this amazing cake and I'm like, all right, I'm into it. Then like Dita Von Teese turns up in one, I'm bang into it. I love that Elvira <laughs> cooking show. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, I only know of Elvira from watching Gremlins 2. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wish I, wish I watched Elvira at the time. Mm. During my formative years. Yeah. Well, I've learned something. <laughs> I could have got something out of Elvira when I was young, I reckon. Oh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got... Suspiria Cardi, which is out on the 17th of November, but yeah. you've seen it. You went and seen Me it. Me and Cooper have seen it. Yeah. I film festival. really enjoyed it. Didn't we, didn't love it as much as I thought I would, sadly. Yeah, but I still really enjoyed it. What did Bibbs give it on? We've given it a 6.5 online or 6.6 okay. around that. Um, I still see well, it. I think I'd awesome. give it more around an 8 if I was to do it. But the thing is, watching it's that a film coming out to, is that, yeah, it, it's one of those films you know that it's going to be divisive. Absolutely. Like, it's just like, you have to buy into it. You have to go with it. Yeah. It is slow. It is long. It's two and a half hours plus. Yep. Um, but I do think it has a great payoff. The payoff it, is... One me- of the maddest scenes I have actually ever seen. I think <laughs> at the end, I was laughing because I was so... More enjoying freaked it. Freaked out Not by laughing it. at yeah. it. It wasn't like laughing yeah. at it. I was just like uncomfortable and yeah. I just yeah. couldn't believe how actually extravagantly insane yeah. it was. Yeah. In that way, I've seen a lot of people compare it saying it's like this year's mother okay that like a lot of people will hate it but a lot of people love how mad it goes i love mother yeah well i yeah. think you might love this and there's yeah. a you know there's a lot of well. this it is a really slow burn because um like the original suspiria it's set in germany but yeah. this one is relocated to berlin i think 1977 yeah um so it's kind of recontextualized through the lens of like divided Germany, yeah. yeah. So that becomes like a big part of it, which, which is I really don't maybe, think. Maybe maybe it's more to it upon re- repeat yeah. viewing. But we were saying it's like the lives of others, well, and then at the end just goes bonkers. With yeah. <laughs> well, there's a whole subplot about they basically keep up with the news coverage of do you know anything about the Bider Meinhof situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to do with that, which I suppose adds a lot of social context. Yeah. And maybe mirrors what's happening to a certain extent. In I the think film. maybe but, maybe that's repeat viewing stuff. Right. To, I imagine okay. maybe Connect he had dots. that in an early script. Thought this is a really cool thing, but couldn't quite get it to link. Well, maybe he made a film mean? about that, and then yeah. like, we just got the rights to Suspiria. Yeah. I can't be stick, starting again. Yeah. yeah, just stick some <laughs> ballet in it. And that'll do. Um, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, really excited for that. Um, Mandy, which we talked about already yep. on a previous podcast. That's mad, isn't it? <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of tweets though from people saying they're really struggling to find you in cinemas. I don't think really it, yeah I think it's yeah. a very limited release I think maybe yeah like I know obviously in London like places like Prince Charles are like showing it yeah. like constantly but I guess yeah. like yeah I saw a friend of mine in Bristol probably to find it is a film that needs to be seen in the cinema I think yeah. I think it wasn't it one of those wasn't it out same day digital as well yeah. so I think you yeah. can get but I can't imagine watching that like on a laptop that's happened a few times now to a couple of Nicolas Cage films I think Mum and Dad was a similar thing that's as well that's a good movie like, I, know, I still haven't seen it that's um um yeah, if you've not seen that, watch that this Halloween as well. Because that's yeah. um, another like he's he started making some interesting movies that kind of play into his persona a bit, but not yeah. in a really shit way. Yeah, 
I mean, it's not. It hasn't come out this month, but also we had Hereditary this year, yeah. which is maybe like is already in like one of my favorite horror films I've ever seen. Probably my film of the year so far as well. I went to see um, this week. Well, I'll talk about it on another podcast maybe. But I went to the premiere of Bohemian Rhapsody this week, and I was sat next to a friend I know a bit, um, like in the industry. And we, we were talking about, and I said, because it was obviously full of a lot of people, and I said, oh, man, my, like, ting, like anxiety tingling of, are these people going to shut up through this film is really mm. going off. She was like, oh, I think you've got to kind of f- get in the moment and forget the fact that you, like, they're probably not going to be quiet in this film. She was like, I had a similar thing in Hereditary. And I was like, what's that? She was like, well, yeah, I went to see Hereditary, and, um, yeah, the cinema was just so loud and raucous, what? and I was just so glad of it. because, And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, if anyone is... Should be, no one should be speaking to that film. That's yeah. insane. I think there is a culture of seeing a horror movie as, yeah. like, a ride and acting like a mm. twat. Do you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. it's, like, you going opening weekend... I could see that with a more fun one. Like, like we'll come to with Halloween, yeah. I think. But yeah. I think yeah. people are going in with that mindset yeah. that I'm going to be like this during this movie. That's yeah, a certain maybe. demographic where, yeah. you know, that's a more wanky but elevated horror movie than like yeah. installment five of paranormal activity yeah, or whatever yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's a fair point so yeah that person at you were with at Bohemian Rhapsody making all the noise uh, not the scream queen you were looking for this Halloween <laughs> Guess it's a long run up to that terrible <laughs> joke <laughs> yeah. I, gave, I almost gave up you in really the first fe- you really <laughs> fell across <laughs> the line you were uh, like one of those runners where you just like I'm going to stick my head out as far as possible <laughs> I was like, yeah, hopefully, even some ribbon. You lost even faith I realised. Yeah, two faith. words into, I was like, this isn't worth it. Is it? There is another oh, thing coming God. out. It'll be out this Friday, twenty sixth of October, I think, is when the inside number nine thing is out on Friday. Yeah, no, Sunday. it's live on Sunday. Sunday, and this okay, is cool. the thing about it is, yeah. um, if people don't know what inside number nine is, because I know it's, um, I think it's on like Hulu in America now. Yeah. A friend in the US was telling me. This, yeah, it, there's also a um, a, a British TV channel. Oh yeah, there is where it's like just a subscription thing. <laughs> yeah, um, so it is an anthology show by Rishi Smith and Mark, uh, not Mark Gator, Steve Pemberton. And each episode is like standalone, half an hour, like little twisted tale. Yeah. They've done quite a lot of like gothic horror episodes. And this Halloween on Sunday, they're doing a, a completely live episode. Mm. Bonkers. Did you see, um, I think it was last night on Twitter, yeah. someone tweeted at Rishi Smith, why hasn't there been a trailer for the episode there? And he just replied, it's live, you idiot. <laughs> I do love Rishi Smith for that. I think, because um, well, they do this really cool thing where um, before every episode, they always get like a like a horror artist, poster yeah. artist to do like posters mm. for the episodes. Have they really done this? Um, yeah, it's like an animated, like a GIF. Okay. And it's, I think the premise of the show, which ties into it being live, I think it's like, like um, oh, what's it like, a charity, like, Fun where you like dial in and donate, uh, yes. so I think that's the concept for the episode. So it will be like a live, like yeah. a fictional, like Ghost Watch. That's that will be effect. Yeah. That's such a good idea. Because also, what's quite good about that is you kind of it does give you a little bit of like a bit more forgiving than trying yeah. to do something very mm. serious. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was thinking, like, so the staged. first the, one of the first episodes I ever watched, it, I was late to Insight Number Nine, but I watched the Christmas special that they did oh, um, uh, last year. Yeah, was the Krampus one, like, yeah. the Devil of Christmas. Yeah, so that and was that horrifying. And that would be a really good live one. You could do that live. Yeah. You know, um, they did that all with the original 
like ITV cameras, cameras and, stuff, and yeah. they, like they broke a few days after they filmed that episode. That's class. a lot of the inside lines are basically just like yeah, one set plays. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. Like so, two, a lot of them are like two handers. So. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I guess it's like it adds to the. the I'm really glad it's like the telethon thing. That's gonna mm. be really good. I think. Yeah, Sunday I think it's all like at 10 dead PM, calls, I believe. Yeah. Is it this Sunday at 10 p.m. If you listen to this, although we just had an email from someone asking about something we talked about in April, yeah. so it's probably not. If you're watching this along, mate, where are you came from, that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I well, think that's what the email about is gaining a lot. He's enjoying it. Like, also, if oh, you're, thank you, sorry, thank you for your email. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the person who listened to it in April, you're not going to believe the future. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got flying cars over here in October, mate. <laughs> over here. Over here. <laughs> um, so, one of the best things about some horror films is how disgusting and stupid and elaborate kills are. So, people dying. That's what killing means. Um, so we've been watching a lot of horror stuff recently. So we've been having a chat about some of the best and most memorable kills in horror movies. So we put together two each and we're going to talk about them and why we like them. Ooh. Who wants to go first? I'll go I'm first. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go first. Uh, I got an amazing one. I've got a really soft spot for the Hostel 1 and 2. I think they're good. Hostel 1, I remember being pretty mm. good. I didn't like Hostel 2. Well, Hostel 2 has, <laughs> like, this mad thing. And the reason I like it, so it's basically, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, a lady walks... If you don't know what Hostel is as well, the Hostel is like, you can go to this mad business uh, and you can basically pay to kill someone it's in like whatever East way in you want to. It's yeah. like in, in Ch- Prague. Yeah. Well, it's like somewhere so it's like, like that. The ultimate brothel. It's like um, anything yeah. goes there. You can, anything goes. It's like Euro yeah. trip goes wrong. Yeah. It's, it's the Vegas of Eastern Europe. It's yeah. definitely worth watching. Like, <laughs> like the, and uh, this woman, um, you, it basically comes from nowhere because this, there's a story going on which happens in Hostel One and Two where people are trying to like evade capture and they've been captured and mm. things like that. Then out of nowhere comes this really really quiet scene. This is like this mad sort of clean room, uh, but it's also really really old and gothic and. A naked woman comes into uh, shot, and another naked woman is hanging upside down. And essentially, what this woman does I is why this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, what, it's like an amazing, elaborate, like set piece, and it's beautiful to watch as well. And the woman lies underneath her, then oh, grabs I a massive this, scythe, Jesus. cuts her neck, and then just literally bathes in her blood. Isn't that the um? It's like the guy in the actress who plays uh, her friend in the Princess Diaries. <laughs> if I, I don't know why that's sticking in my mind. I'm pretty um, sure it's her. So she's credited as Mrs. Bathory, which is a reference to Elizabeth Bathory, which I've talked about on this podcast before, uh, and in a Let's Play. Why no one watched our Let's Plays? Um, who is the Blood Countess of Hungary and Guinness <laughs> Counter as the most prolific female murderer? And um, basically, that woman used to torture. Uh, women with an accomplice and bathe in their blood. What's your um, stats? You know, I don't know where that's on. Killings, alter index. But yeah, she does just that. But like the reason that I like it is because I think the Saw films kind of took the idea of the you know, elaborate deaths and things mm. like that and really had fun with it. Where they, you know, you get these awesome set pieces. Yeah. Hostel never really done that. It was always too fixated on the actual story. But then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, you get this one scene which really has no other like link to the plot. I think mm-hmm. the girl, you may have been following that girl at the beginning or you've seen a glimpse of her on a train or something like that. It's extravagant. But it's just like this mad extravagant shot and scene. Mm. And it's just awesome. It's just but, gratuitous for its own sake. Yeah, yeah, but the Hostel films never really went into that. And it's like, that's actually quite a wasted opportunity because a lot of the times it's a boy strapped to a chair 
and just getting tortured, the, yeah, just getting tortured or so something like that. Touching his eye. Yeah. No. Whereas actually, if you were if you were going to pay all that money, like do something mad. What, like would you, what, would you, what would you do in the hostel if you gone you gone over? Probably have a nap and go home. The hostel. There's no ways he's paying. He's one of the ones dying. Oh, what's been done to him? Paying to kill me. What would you do to him? What would you do to him? Let's go. What would you do in the death hostel? Let's know. IGN.com. But yeah, that's one of my favorite. I'd flay him. Talk about top trumps. Serial killer top trumps. That would be a yeah. great pack. Well, Bathory. What's Bathory? Over six fifty. Oh, <laughs> I, See, different I, time. I don't even know six hundred and fifty people. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He's doing what she want, wouldn't he? Like, yeah. six hundred over six hundred and fifty. Oh. Pol Pot a lover. Yeah. That's I'm having him in, if you have him in top trumps you're winning there you go um, <laughs> right my one of my I've gone for a classic as my first one good Ooh. the psycho shower Chelsea, scene here we go it, I know it's you know it's very obvious but that's it for a reason because it is a ridiculously good scene <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's a reason it's probably it's got to be like near the top of most iconic scenes in film yeah. full stop and it's just brilliant just I think just the balls are, it's hard to imagine but at the time in a horror well there wasn't that many horror films like that if any at that time mm -hmm. but killing off your lead lady half an hour into the film yeah it's just ridiculous you, and you, you don't see the knife going in it's all yeah. camera work exactly. Simon and you see and because it's black and white for some, I always feel that with black and white makes violence less shocking yeah like if that was in full colour even seeing all the blood go down the and it could have been colour yeah. at the time I know Hitchcock made, made colour yeah. films before so yeah, yeah. It's just just a brilliant, and I mean the music is obviously incredible as well I really liked like Psycho more Bernard Herrmann like that is awesome but for the lead up to it because the lead up is like really strange like little heist Film. Well, like, yeah. she, she steals yeah. the money because yeah. um, they almost make you feel like she's the bad person yeah when it opens Ooh. with her just you know just had sex yeah well a bit raunchy establishing a, a nascent trope yeah <laughs> um, it's, it's good it's good film though isn't it yeah. I like the interaction like between her and Norman in the parlour mm. yeah and he's like puts her right next to the office he's like yeah never, never get the room right next to the office yeah, yeah. Go scene, for, uh, Especially if it's empty as well. On number eight, like <laughs> furthest away from you, you yeah. freak. Actually, the bit that gets me actually is the actual. Although you don't see the knife going, the sound. Yeah. It is like I imagine they just like stabbed a pig or something, but it sounds really visceral. Oh, what? What a dead one! A dead one. <laughs> it's also the thing I really like about it is is obviously how messy it is as well because how rubbish she is at actually being yeah. a killer so it's like it's quite fumbly or and she. it's not like elegant or she um <laughs> seen psycho spoilers for psycho oh, <laughs> oh for fuck's sake uh, <laughs> I can't, when when norma bates <laughs> uh what's one of your deaths imagine if you, well this actually segues really nicely on for carly's okay this is the modern reworking of that dynamic it's the death of casey becker at the beginning of scream i thought you were oh. gonna say the, fucking <laughs> the, remake, of, the remake of <laughs> it's Anne hesh in gus van sen's psycho <laughs> ah. 
So I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> so Casey Becker at the beginning of Scream. Yeah. At the time, Drew Barrymore was arguably the biggest star in that movie. She yeah. was the first name. Her face is on the poster. Face on the poster. Um, Courtney the Cox has been in Friends for two years, so she was getting quite famous too. Yeah. But it is a brilliant standalone sequence where she's making popcorn, waiting for her boyfriend, yeah. and they're going to watch a scary movie. And it's got so many elements that now are just so recognizable and I know yeah. iconics and often used word but they are yeah. like from the voice the guy uses when he rings up yeah. are you watching a scary movie when he quizzes her yeah. gets it wrong um, the popcorn like expanding on the stove yeah. and then the kind of when he slits her boyfriend's guts out when he's oh, waiting by the cinema yeah. um, by the, sw- the swimming pool yeah. and it's all like really well orchestrated and just as a sequence and then a similar way to um, Janet Lee's character she like dies yeah. before the title card yeah mm. and when you see her hanging from a tree yeah. and her mum mum does such good screening yeah. I watched this yeah. the other day Just like they must have hired her mum based on her scream alone. She's a definite scream queen. She yeah. screams so hard she falls over. <laughs> she she like goes out of shot and her husband's just like, oh, well, I'm oh, no, no, it's, it's, dead. If you watch it again, it's good because she gives it one hell of a scream. She's like, that's the take. But yeah. she goes out of frame and there's like a second where her husband just stood there going, fuck. She's not even an actress. They just invite someone around and yeah. film. So she's <laughs> got a banging scream and she's wearing the most 90s woman's yeah. suit. Can you imagine if you are that guy as well? You've just gone, oh, sweet, I've got a little bit of extra work. Uh, it's got to walk in. I'm got really doing thing. Turn some popcorn off, but, and then you've got to stand next to her and be like, "Come on, fuck, she's giving some." Yeah, I uh, can't scream like yeah, that. Yeah, he's just got to go in. Yeah, you go in, take the popcorn off yeah. the stove, come out. She's gonna fall over because yeah. when she goes, she fucking goes. Like, <laughs> just standing, going, oh, "I'm really gutting my daughter's dead." I'm really good. Yeah, like, it, you're gonna have to do more, mate. There's nothing he can do beside that performance. It's like it's like when two thefts on stage try, start trying to outact each other. Yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah. It's like when the direct when he um it's Wes Craven, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he first came, I've got this film called Scream. Someone just went, I know just the person. Yeah. <laughs> I get do you need Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, let me introduce you to Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> She's good. You only need her once. Get her in again. That is a brilliant screen. <laughs> that is a good death. Cardi, what's your next one? Might go in now. Yeah, mix up the order. Uh, oh, mine is, it's the end of a film, so if you're... Care- I'm just it's it's the end spoiler. of Suspiria, It's mate. a 10-year-old film. That's fine. It's, yeah. um, That's past the moratorium. It's the Swedish horror film, Let the Right One In, mm. which is not... It is a horror film, but it's not. I wouldn't call it a scary film. It's pretty I scary in some bits. Yeah. Do you think? I don't, I don't also, remember I don't it being very... It needs to be necessarily no. scary yeah, to be a horror it's, film. Like, yeah. But, um, but that's I think, think a brilliant film. I think there's some quiet moments in that film, and then that just absolutely yeah. explode as well. Oh, the um, scene when when the guy just catches on fire. No, you spoil all of it now, you mate. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> um, sake! But, but this is literally it's pretty much the end of the film. But um, yeah. it's the swimming pool scene. If you, have you both seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I read the book as well. Oh, my mum okay. loves that book. All right, it's, sure fucking, it's mucky oh, as hell. Jeez, right. Well, I won't speak about it now. Everyone's read it. Go on. Um, <laughs> Um, so it's near the end of the film and the boy he's, he's a nice little boy yeah but he's getting bullied and no one likes a bully everyone hates bullies so actually like the horrifying bit of the scene is so basically these boys come up to the edge of the pool and say hold your breath for three minutes as a little like you know they're trying to say it's a challenge but he's holding his head underwater he's mm. basically trying to drown this kid yeah. yeah and that's the horrifying bit and then you just see from so the shot goes down with him underwater yeah and then you just start hearing these noises
and then just the most ama like amazing effects start happening where this you just see one that says free bullies, I think, and a fourth kid kind of watching on the edge who's kind that's of you, involved. Like, yeah, that's that's you, he's watching. Not getting involved. Jacking it. Jacking your little weenus on the side. <laughs> <laughs> watching some muck. Go on, Cody. Holding hold hold down Steve. It's a very emotional scene. Um, <laughs> you were crying while you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, this uh, you just see these, like, legs, like, run across the water. Yeah. Get, like, dragged across. And it's mad. Mm. And then you just see... You see a head come, just a head dis dismembered from its body, just float down into the water behind the kid, yeah. who doesn't know any of this is happening. Yeah, exactly. He's like almost drowning, yeah. like yeah. trying to breathe. And then you just see the hand that's holding him down float down uh, <laughs> next to him, and it's really well done. He just yeah. gets back up, and then obviously his friend, who is a vampire-like girl Thing. character, yeah, basically saves his life. So it's it's a rare scene where it's a death scene on a horror film. You're actually welcoming, yeah, because the horror. The death you wouldn't want is obviously the kid being mm, drowned. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily want the three other kids to die. I said, bully. Nah, kill them. You want to kill them? Mate, death bullies. to bullies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really cool scene. Just the way it's shot more than anything. That yeah. It's all from underwater and you just see body parts. What's Thomas Alfred's one, wasn't it? He, can, he knows how to shoot a film. He does, mate. Even the snowman, which is an absolute pile of shite, does look lovely. He's oh, good that's at doing one snow. of the biggest... Piles of shy I've yeah. watched for ages. Like that are proper production problems. We were saying we, yeah. we haven't seen Let Me In. Have you, yeah. Oh, you no, have. Yeah, do, yeah, they, do, do they recreate that scene? Oh, I can't. can tell you, mate. I don't watch that. I'd be interested to see how they do that scene because I think that's. You just yeah. don't want to copy that because that's yeah. such a cool scene. Yeah. I think it's actually um, it as the old man. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Richard Jenkins plays the old man in it. And if he does, great. And if he doesn't, he should have. <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere <laughs> after. Basically, I like Richard, Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Richard Jenkins is great. Um, Cruz, what you got? I've got, um, I changed this at the last minute, because um, we were talking about it yesterday. It is a Steph from Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Nice. Which is... Tell me more. Um, so it's set five years after the original. Oh. Freddy's dead, but he starts <gasps> coming back to life through the character of Jesse, played by Mark Patton. So quite unusual in a slasher movie to have a male lead. And this film is now quite a cult gay film because um, basically Freddy is trying to like seduce this kid called Jesse, played by Mark Patton. And a lot of the script is geared towards like homoerotic subtext, but it is not very deeply buried. So much so, Mark Patton, the star, was like, if you've ever taken an English course, it's not subtext. It's essentially text. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's literally a scene where he's like in a dream sequence and his bedroom's getting all hot and things are melting and there's like a phallic candle beside his head just dripping down. It's like, he essentially put me in a bukkake scene. Um, so there's a bit where he goes to a gay bar and he bumps into his high school, like, um, PE teacher. That's not subtext, is it? No, no. Um, so he's called Co Co um, Coach Schneider. And then he like takes him out of the bar, takes him back to school. Jesse's having a shower. Meanwhile, Co Coach Schneider's in his office. He starts getting attacked by basketballs and tennis balls. Balls. And then, well, there's flying in his face. Cox. And then he gets tied around his wrist by um, jump ropes. Yeah. He gets led into the showers where Jesse is naked. Yeah. He gets strapped up to these showers. His clothes are ripped off. And then a towel invisibly flies oh, through the yeah. air and just starts lashing his arse. <laughs> and Jesse's behind him going, oh, 
keeps looking over <laughs> yeah. and then eventually like he looks down and Jesse's got the mm. Kruger glove on and right. he just like slashes him up from behind yeah no 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 again subtext yeah. is um, not, not an accurate use of the <laughs> it's, not, it's not a lay motif as much as yeah you know, it's yeah. a gay horror film. Is that just a kid on the edge of this one just watching? Just you? <laughs> yeah, it's not me this time. It's just a little carny in the background going, ah, gloving. Love can, I, can I borrow the glove? I fucking love it. So, yeah, um, that's an interesting movie. You should watch it. Uh, my, my, uh, I've well, actually seen it. I've not seen number two. It's good. My second one and final one is uh, A Death in uh, John Carpenter's A Thing. Um, and there's a bunch of amazing, disgusting stuff yeah. going on. But my favourite death is... I love a good... Because they redo this scene, essentially, in an X-Files episode. And I love, like, a showdown. That's why I like, like, Poirot. Um, because it's always like a big <laughs> Poirot show. the thing. The thing. Um, That's me. But basically, they know that someone or more than one person is infected and is the thing. They've killed two people who oh, they suspected so it was. And then they come up with a way of doing a test mm. of a who is actually the thing. So oh. McCready basically gets all of their blood and he knows that they react, the blood will react to fire if it's infected. Uh, he's got a little flamethrower on him, which is good. Um, handy, <laughs> handy. So he gets, he's already killed two, well, he's killed one person and another person has died. So he gets three people, tie them up, um, four people and tie them up actually. Oh, so one of them is definitely infected, uh, gets all their blood out and he starts, he's basically gonna go through every single person. But remember, everyone is tied together as well. Yeah. And the thing I love about McCready is like, he's an idiot. Uh, and this scene just shows how much of an idiot he is as well. He has great hair, though. Um, he does have great Fulsome. hair. Fulsome. He's still got it. He, st- he starts by testing the blood of the dead people. Remember, he killed one of them because um, he thought it was the thing. <laughs> Test the first Could blood, the person he didn't kill. Absolutely fine. Test the second blood, the person he did kill. That was fine. And he was like, ah. and someone just goes, well, you just killed an innocent man, didn't you, mate? And he just kind of shrugs it off like, Fuck. if I was him, I would have tested that one straight away, just thrown it off, gone, it's definitely on! It's the it's on! Oh, God, I killed him. <laughs> um, but then there's an amazing bit. So uh, the old guy, Gary, um, speaks up going, Oh, God, Gaz. Gary doesn't trust McCready and thinks that McCready is the thing. So everyone is, is sitting there and Gary speaks up and goes, uh, um, like, you're the one who has all this blood. And, but McCready, McCready thinks that it is him, essentially. And he goes, I'm going to go for you last, Gary. And he's got Palmer's blood in his hand. And he's like, go for you last, Gary. So you think, oh, well, he's going to go down the line part, and Gary's the one who's infected and it's going to be this really drawn out, like, tense mm. scene. Is it fuck? He puts <laughs> the thing into the blood. Turns out Palmer's infected. Bloody, Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Um, the blood goes mental. So palms not shaking. The other people who are tied to him are like, right, who fucking <laughs> tied to me? It's so good. And then Palmer gets up and kills uh, Windows um, by Windows. basically eating him with his head. Because uh, <laughs> McCready is eating him with his head. <laughs> That um, film is brilliant. It's, it's seen it for years. It's to, such a ooh, good scene. Um, it, and it just shows how much of an idiot McCready is. He had no idea what he's doing, um, which I really, really like. Um, Stunning. So, so those are our favourite deaths. But, guys, we want to hear from you. We've got a little competition. We do have a competition. So if you email in your favourite horror movie death and make a little brief case yeah. for why it is the best horror movie death, yeah. you could win a really good prize. So we've got... 
I want this prize. Loads of bloody films. So Warner Brothers are going back through their horror back catalogue and releasing them all with new packaging in the UK. And this is, you could win them all. So here's <gasps> what you've got. The Taste of the Blood of Dracula, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, Queen of the Damned, Dracula AD, Friday the 13th, Conjuring Lights Out, Annabelle the Shining, It, <gasps> the original, Conjuring 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, It, the remake, Annabelle Creation, Conjuring 2, Conjuring. Jesus. So you can win all of those if you email in IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com with your favourite horror movie death. Boom. We'll pick our our favourite of those. A winner. We pick 19 winners and they all get one. No, I'm not doing that. No, absolutely not. Oh, should stipulate, and I'm really sorry with this, it can only be UK. What? Do you have to be 18 as well? Well, uh, Somebody's Pure muck. Whatever, yeah. Probably should be. Yeah, you probably should be 18 if you listen to this podcast, surely. Some of the muck well, Cardi comes out with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Stand on the edge of pools. Yeah, I said all that. Wiener in, Swe- yeah. <laughs> in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sweden. <laughs> um, do you know what's got some really good uh, kills in it, lads? Halloween. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Yeah, so we, we got the opportunity to talk to Jamie Lee Curtis a couple of weeks back. Um, so I got a little 10 minutes with it. And we've got that chat for you now. It starts really awkwardly. Because I don't get like nervous a lot, really. But I sat down and I was so excited for this. Mm. But then she's quite a she's disarming person. She's such a person. big character. Exactly. Like, and it's fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, it's mad. And you sit down and you're like, holy shit, that is Jamie Lee Curtis. And she was wearing this incredible like red power suit. Um, and she just, she's just an amazing presence in this room. I walked mm. in, she was so nice to me straight away. But as I sat down, I fucking, I was just like, I'm in it. I know I can do this interview absolutely fine. I'm not nervous at all. And then she goes, is that a tattoo of Michael Myers on your arm? I completely, I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and I completely forgot that I have a tattoo of Michael Myers on my arm. Well, as a cat. As a cat. And um, it's like a nerd. Oh, is a, ca- a cat wearing <laughs> yeah. a Michael Myers um, mask? Yes, yeah, a cat with a Michael Myers mask on. And it was this weird thing where it really threw me. Um, because <laughs> she, she was like, Oh, I see you've also got Jason and Freddy on yeah, there. Yeah, you've got Jason. You just went, No, that's Jason. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> we fucking book. <laughs> um, but yeah, she just completely. Uh, Mrs. Voice Hughes yeah. was the original killer. <laughs> yeah. But she completely threw me. And then from there, I was just a little bit nervous throughout all of it. Um, you can't hear it on the audio because I cut it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. That's what it's going to start with. Um, I should say as well, there's no real spoilers in this. Um, it's just a nice chat. She talks about, you know, working with Danny McBride and. And, um, David Gordon Green on the script. She talks about just like the impact that it's had. She talks about video games quite a lot as well. She's banging into video games, and it is just very, very good. And here it is. Come on! I feel like okay. such a nerd to enough to show this. everybody. There but it's a kitty cat. Yeah, it's it's uh, Michael Myers as a cat. And then there's the Freddy guy with and Jason as a cat. Look as well. at you! Do you have a picture of that? Did we get a good? That's very cute. I feel like such a nerd now. As I put Why? this on this morning, I was like, oh shit. How about, how about Embracing the nerdiness. How about that something that was made in 1978? Yeah. When you were... Minus seven. Minus seven. Yeah. Had such an impact on you. That I decided to turn into a cat and put it on my arm. That you have a tattoo on your arm of it. Yeah. You see, that's the most flattering effect that a movie can have on someone. What if it was a big picture of your face, though? I've seen them before. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. I went to a horror film convention once. Yeah. One time, I did it for charity. Okay. I gave all the money I raised yeah. to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. But I went, and I met 
quite a few people <laughs> who had my image yeah. tattooed on their body. One guy yeah. got my signature on, I signed it with a Sharpie. Yeah. He then left the theater, went and had it tatted, Whoa. and then came back to, to show, show it me you. it tatted. That's quite nice. In a it's way, flattery. Yeah, that is quite good in a way. But I, I saw that you were going around Evo with like a Vega mask well, on. Well, I right? had to go around Evo yeah. with a Vega mask because I couldn't go with the Jamie Lee Curtis mask that <laughs> God gave me because then people would stop you, stop me all day, and I was yeah. there with my son. Awesome. So, are you into fighting games or is he into fighting games? I know we you're both into, are. You're into World I mean, of no, Warcraft. No, he aren't is. You? Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's just be clear. Yeah. He's into. Uh, he was. He was into WoW. He's less yeah, into WoW. Yeah. He's into. I mean, he's into WoW. He's into Street Fighter. A lot of Street yeah. Fighter. A lot of Street also, Fighter. Also, watching Evo. Even if you're not a fan of Street Fighter, it's a, it's hard not to get into Evo. I think. Yeah. When you're there. No, no, it's no just but uh, you know, essentially boxing. In 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 the world of all things that your family becomes yeah. obsessed with, it's like my husband with golf, my yeah. son with video games. If you can't beat them, join them and beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my MO. That's amazing. Um, I was just wondering, like, at what point when you got involved in this uh, with, like, you know, two people who were really into comedy, uh, Danny and David, mm -hmm. were you ever a little bit sort of, like, worried because they're, like, comedy and no, not no, no, horror? No, 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 I read the script. I didn't get involved with them at all, yeah. to be honest. Um, David Gordon Green sent me a script. Yeah. That was it. Out of the I blue? Mean, well, no. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, who worked with David, called me, said, David wants to talk to you. David called me. Yeah. I talked to David. He sent me the script. I read it overnight. I called him the next day and said, okay. But they had already written it. Right, so okay. I already knew what they were doing. Right, okay. I'm yeah. going to remind you of something. Yeah. Jim Cameron mm. wrote True Lies. I love True Lies but so much. You have to remember, a yeah. guy who's known for... Terminator yeah. and for Titanic and for Avatar wrote a comedy yeah. that's like really funny. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like David Gordon Green, who's known for comedy, yeah. made a absolutely terrifying horror movie called yeah. Halloween. Well, I think like the last two amazing horror films I saw, Get Out and Quiet Place, they were done by comedy people. Right. So I wonder if there's something, I was talking to John Krasinski about it, like. Is there something about being having really good comedy time in that translates to having really good horror time in, do you think? Um, I think it's just talent. <laughs> I don't think you have to categorize it as comedy, right, yeah. drama, you know, farce. Stuff. I think it's comedy. I think it's talent. Yeah. I think these people are talented, and they are merely exploring that talent in a different way medium right. than they have. Not even, I mean, it's the same medium. It's just a different genre. But yeah. uh, all these people are very talented. Yeah. And what do you think about the Laurie Strode from H2O and Resurrection compared to this Laurie Strode? Do you think this is a better companion piece to what you originally did? Well, this is the only companion okay. piece. No, honestly. Yeah. We couldn't have made this movie. This yeah. movie wouldn't exist if we had to go back and touch base with all those other movies. Yeah, I guess it's too much, isn't you it? You can't. Yeah. This movie connects only to the movie that was made in 1978. Yeah. It is a direct sequel as to what happened to Laurie Strode 40 years yeah. after this horrific attack. I think it's amazing. I think... Um, it is amazing. Yeah. And David just did a great, 
great It's show. hardcore as well. I saw it yesterday morning. It's it's a hard film to watch at ten o'clock in the morning it's before a you've had your tea. Really intense yeah. movie. I liked it. I thought it was really, really good. Good. Um, I was wondering, have you ever put on the Michael Myers mask? You know, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, have I put it on? I've put on crappy ones from costume shops. Yeah. The truth is that the character of Michael Myers is more than his mask. It is the whole being yeah. of evil. Um, the even mask, in cat form. Yeah, even in cat form. There is something that is terrifying about a human form yeah but has no humanness yeah uh, it, it it makes it much scarier than a robot or some monster yeah it's human yeah you know but it's uh uh evil right it, it's it's as dr loomis said he's pure evil yeah so we don't um have that many uh, Halloween snacks, trick-or-treat snacks in the UK. Um, so I've got a yet. list. Yet. I know. So I've got a list of US ones. Yeah, and candy I thought, corn. I thought, well, I thought maybe you could sort them into like God tier, mid tier, and shit tier. Okay. Candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit. If you as a, a treat? As a trick-or-treat thing, yeah. Meh. Snickers. You know, that, that, that's lazy. Okay. Snickers are lazy. Twizzlers. I'm not a Twizzler person. Uh, circus peanuts, which are apparently big, soft peanuts. Meh. Ugh, bleh. <laughs> a Tootsie Roll. Eh, again, lazy. Kit Kat. Reese's peanut butter cups. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Rising to the top. Money. Well, then that's just that's just cheap. Do you think it's cheap? Yeah. Well, I think it's that's more lazy than fruit, maybe. No, no, no. Fruit is just, you're literally throwing your middle finger up as, at all the candy companies yeah. offering an orange. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is candy time. Yeah. I'm not, I, my secret was that I bought my children's candy back from them. What do you mean? They would come home with a bag of candy. I'm their mom. I'm not going to yeah. let them just eat freaking sugar okay. yeah, all yeah, day yeah. long. So I would say, you know, pick your f 10 favorite things and you can k keep them in the thing and yeah. we'll dole them out occasionally. But I will buy back from you for a nickel per yeah. piece. So that you get that bag of candy out of your house. Because if that bag of candy sits there on the shelf, it just starts to pulsate. Yeah. You don't believe in the boogeyman? Michael! You should. Um, so, yeah, we got to go watch Halloween the other week. Um, we were very, very excited for it. I think probably one of our top most... Uh, I like, suspect we've been yeah, looking of forward to it all year. I yeah. was pleasantly surprised. Um, Donald pleasantly surprised. Fuck off, mate. Yeah, kind of Kind of works. Yeah, well done. Well done. Um, don't get yeah, it. So oh. this chat is going to have some spoilers Don't get caught in, in the mire. If you haven't seen it, there's going to be spoilers now, so you might want to skip forward like 10, 15 minutes. But yeah, I, as an actual companion piece to the first one, you're not going to get better than that, really. It does a very good job. That's my review. Don't we do the spoiler warning, Cardi? Yeah. I think like, like, we've had a year as well. Um, but my favorite thing of this year has been a couple of films have had openings which do have a bearing on the rest of the film but people are really doing that thing where almost doing these like mad little shorts at the beginning of their films like Jurassic World 2 has a fucking incredible one I think that's the best, probably the best scene of the film um, and this has a similar thing as well where it's had this really high energy bonkers intro to it um, 
that um, we, I think we were sitting in the cinema like 10 o'clock in the morning watching it just going like Jesus Christ well, it's chill like out cold openings it's, it's yeah. two um, journalists which I think I think it's quite a good touch that they're making a podcast because yeah. I can totally believe that yeah. happening some people didn't like that I know I like it because also yeah. I really like um, that the kids recontextualize the events because yeah. for people who watch the original movie mm. and you watch it lots of times yeah. it's this big like he's evil he's a demon yeah. but why do people would be like he killed three people yeah. and in context of like modern killings it's not yeah. that much no. and people go he just killed three people what's the big deal yeah. so it is understandable that people might just be making a podcast about these kind of like crimes yeah. Yeah. so quite like it's almost like downplays it and obviously they don't buy into the fact that he's pure evil or the boogeyman no, no. yeah so it kind of recalibrates it a little bit yeah they do try their best to make him absolutely lose it <laughs> When they show him that mask. But you know what he is. You yeah. know he's the boogeyman. You yeah. know he can't be stopped. But they but don't. Yeah, been, yeah. Like, we want good material yeah. for our podcast. podcast They're not yeah. thinking he's ever going to be able to like, escape. And the little professor guy just standing next to him just grinning. Well, like, willing it on. It's an amazing bit where the the hot post, uh, host of the podcast is just screaming at yeah. Michael Myers. Look, you look at his producer, man. who's recording it all, although, to be fair... The way they record that podcast is insane. Yeah, don't get um, me started on that. Um, and she just <laughs> looks back at the dog there. And this is obviously not on. There's dogs barking. All the other um, patients in the hospital. This guy that basically are, looks like the penguin. Yeah, are going mad. So, you know, they are mad, but it's fine. Like, really, they're all kicking off on the side. The woman is visibly scared. She turns around. We've got a Michael Myers mask here. The woman turns around, looks at the dog. The doctor's like, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> Say something. He's, 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 he's got not going to. Yeah. It was like the mask. But then it was a really good cue when the music just kicks in. And yeah. Then yeah. Go, that is very um, good. It's almost like, even though I've never been so relieved to hear that music because it's such a tense and horrible and loud well, it's scene just, it's just swelling yeah. up the noise and it's like dissonant Absolutely. and then yeah. it's melodic it's um, re-watching the movie a second time because oh, um, one of the slight twists in the movie is the the doctor kind of yes. kills um, one of the um, policemen yeah. to basically watching it again it's a plot point because they need to get Michael out to Laurie's house yes. Yes. and there's no other way he's yeah. getting there quickly enough yeah. so it's a way to reposition <laughs> him but it also results in a cool bit where he's like next to him it adds yeah. something like a little bit different to it yeah. but the guy the doctor's called Dr. Like Satan or something <laughs> like that it's just like, and he also, also like from the beginning like really hamming it up yeah. and like he's got yeah. a creepy voice I think it, it shows that you, you're meant to be unsure about him. Yeah. But then watching it again the second time, his whole thing is he wants to see Michael in the in wild. The wild yeah. So watching the second time, it's like, has he, he caused the, like a wild has he animal, caused the bus he? to crash? Yeah. Like Maybe he, he has. Because actually, yeah. like Michael's yeah. been docile for ages. He's the anti-pleasant. Well, I wonder, like, um, watching it again, pleasant. whether there's this little like textural hole where maybe he released Michael because yeah, he wants yeah. to study him well I thought I told you the because I've only seen him once when I was watching it I thought he was in love with him I, I thought he was go, when he's on the Michael's on the phone yeah, you think yeah, oh is he dead well, he is, is he's Michael just dead with him, he's not yeah. dead I thought he was I genuinely thought he was going to well, kiss him yeah, yeah he spent and all that, his life that still would have been interesting the intro when he's explaining his backstory with them like first time round not yeah. knowing what he does you just think He's just really dedicated to his job. Yeah. Second time around, with the new context, you're like, he's obsessed by him. Yeah. He's like, I lobbied the state of Illinois to be assigned to Michael. Yeah. And it's like, and then when he talks about the new facility that he's going yeah. to, it's like he's going to they're going to lock him up, treat him like a dog. Like he's yeah. so angry about what they're going to do. I did find him. it funny when he yeah. put on so kind of the good. mask himself as well. I thought we're not going to see the rest of the film, and he's just going to pretend to be yeah. him. <laughs> he's not going to last long. Well, it looks mad because he's so small. Yeah, it's it got so like that big puffer. That's what I think about they. 
it is genuinely funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah, there's a I'm lot more jokes, and they're yeah. not bad. They can so well, easily be bad jokes. Well, yeah, and I know a lot about bad the, jokes. The jokes are kind of confined to characters that I'm okay with having jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. if Michael starts wisecracking, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the kid's really funny, and the police yeah. officer are really funny. Yeah. But it's not like everyone's, like, wisecracking. Yeah. I think which is, might, I think people feel when they say, like, Denim And the last, yeah. like, 20 minutes is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Like, I th- build and build. One of my favorite bits that I just couldn't stop laughing at was the bit where the sheriff in the mad cowboy hat, who was just had yeah. that mad cowboy hat for no reason. Yeah. Um, he, nothing, he doesn't yeah. really do anything. Um, is when he comes up to him and he goes, like, you stay to the doctor, you stay where you are. And he's like, I was staying. I'm sitting right here. Yeah. I haven't been doing anything. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been moving. Yeah, like, but it's really good because that is like such a cliched line. And then yeah. the script yeah. immediately undoes, like recognize it, flags Absolutely, it. Yeah. Um, but I think the best sequence in it for me is my favorite sequence because it's everything I like about Michael Myers as a scary like character is yeah. the motion sensor sequence when the kid's pissed on the floor. Oh, the yeah, girl's just brilliant. left him, yeah. Yeah, and he's like in some guy's yard, and he thinks the guy is the guy who owns. I really Michael like the build the up to that. And then he's just stood behind him, and he's like explaining to him like yeah. he just like the light goes off, yeah, Michael's yeah. gone, and he just keeps getting closer. It's so funny. I think, I really like the build up to it, but I think me and you had the same, me and Gav had the same sort of grievance of it, is that they kind of cut away every time he kills someone. Yeah, for like a lot of you deaths don't they actually do. For, for some they see don't. him do it. Because they definitely do for that one, because you basically, as soon as he's up against that fence, you're like, yeah. fuck, that guy is getting his neck And like the two <laughs> babysitters, like um, the but babysitter then and when boyfriend. He's like, that guy's getting his neck on that fence for sure. And then it cuts away, it cut away to her and then he just stabs him. And then, But then when it comes back, he's on the fence and you're like, yeah. well, I would have liked to have, this sounds so fucking mental. I would have liked <laughs> to have seen him be put on that fence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's well, a similar thing right he, at the beginning. Does he get him? He slips yeah, through yeah. like yeah. Alan Partridge style. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I would like to have seen that. And similar at the beginning as well. Some of the best deaths are those ones where he's like, he looks like he just ripped someone's head open. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, I wonder if they just don't, because like, the flip side is if I'd seen that because like yeah. the one thing I really dislike about it is when he stamps on that guy's head so and that's too yeah, gratuitous yeah. for Michael yeah. and even think yeah. doing some of those things I would find too gratuitous for yeah, that, that character like almost a bit like the Rob Zombie ones where yeah because in the original Halloween the there's barely a drop of blood but you do see him like strangle yeah. people yeah. you yeah. see him like strangle the kid which is quite shocking when he kills the little Absolutely, boy in the yeah. car you see him yeah. like oh, throttle yeah. him oh yeah yeah um, that little kid's brilliant as well. Yeah, oh, when he's just like, seconds. it's not that I don't want to go yeah. hunting, but like dance is really important for me now. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's like the actual. That's what I put one of my favorite things is like dialogues. Like people actually talk like people. Well, his dad before yeah. he goes out calls him Lumpy. Yeah, is his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the parents are really good. Like Judy Greer is amazing. And my favorite, um, well, my favorite moments in it is yeah. at the end. Like obviously she's been trained militantly since a child, mm. and at the end when she's crying, she's like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Someone in the cinema when me and Carly saw it just like oh get it together love and is it like he was duped but what was great about that is he's duped by the script absolutely yeah the script is two steps ahead of him yeah because as soon as Michael moves into frame she's like got you yeah and like she fucking nails him yeah he's really good Um, but is he really dead no because they're doing another one because he's the evil Within, I think that that's a really fun thing as well. Like I rewatched the original recently, and we talked about when we came out. Like so many of like Laurie's scenes in the new one are like exact, basically, like mm. to the point where after a bit you're like, all right, that's a bit bang on. But like, yeah, it's like with well, three major ones. It's yeah. her looking at her while she's in school. Yeah, it's her disappearing from falling I'm onto full, the ground. Yeah, and then the final one is appearing with a slow fade behind him. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the wardrobe hiding in the wardrobes reverses. Oh yeah, like yeah. she's hunting him. Yeah, yeah. some good stuff. Oh, in it's it. so good. Um, I feel like 
that's a good end to her. I know you said they're doing another one. I feel that's well, a good end to her story. there was talk story. of like um, doing, originally they were going to film two back to back. Really? Okay. Yeah, and then like Danny McBride and um, um, Gordon Green have got two planned and they were wow. going to film them back to back. Yeah. But they haven't done that. Um, I don't know. I, I trust them to do something good with it, but I feel yeah. like that I like the ended thing. well for them. I think it's also, it's cool having like three generations of women as like yep. working together rather than it just being yeah. on one of them. I think it's kind of, it's yeah. a really cool dynamic. Although I did really like cool. the dad. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. The ending's really Texas Chainsaw as well, like jumping yeah. into a car and just driving off. Yeah, that was mm. kind of weird. I was like, something's happening here. But yeah. it wasn't. It was really strange. Leatherface. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's out now, um, pretty much everywhere. One film that isn't out now, but is coming out soon is Overlord. So I got to see it, man, ages ago now. Um, it's out on the 7th of November. It is a period, starts off, not by the numbers, by the numbers sounds bad, but it starts off as a really like, like a military mission. These people are dropping in uh, in World War II to basically bring down a communications tower so people can storm the Normandy beach. They, they drop all these Americans in shit goes down straight away and they end up holed up in this little village where stuff is happening and it turns out like this is all in the trailer uh, that the Nazis have been doing like weird experiments on people you're not sure quite Again. what's happened um, but Long it's like guns. it's made by Bad Robot and like originally when it first got announced because it was around the time that you know the Cloverfield particle had come out and stuff like that so people were like this is going to be a Cloverfield I mean, mainly film. you. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe, yeah. We were like, this is going to be a People, Cloverfield you. film. We were like, imagine if it is though, like, it'd be so good. Um, and J.J. Abrams and everyone came out straight away and was just like, fuck it, no, absolutely not. We, we make films that aren't Cloverfield films, all right? What about episode nine? Yeah, exactly. I asked him, to be fair, I asked him about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, and I, this is one of the first things I say to him, it's like, uh, well, I one, I wish I'd got it, the Cloverfield thing completely out of my head. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say to people, do not, not go into this film expecting it to be a Cloverfield film because it's not. I would love what, if it is now. You've just told everyone. Yeah, yeah you, you didn't yeah. have the post-credit sequence. Um, but that, that's the thing. I even stayed to the end as well. Um, was that on your print? This, this so, it could be. That's the thing. It, like, it would be the most bad robot thing ever. Because that's what I say in the interview with J.J. Abrams and Julius Avery, the director. Like, it would be the most bad robot thing ever if you've come out and said it's not, and then it turns out that it is. And I wish 100% of me could have gone into this film or not. And Because I, I did enjoy it. But I'd enjoy it a lot more if I wasn't like everything going, oh, here it comes. This is how they're doing it. This is, this is how they're linking it up. This is how they're linking it up. The bastards. Um, doesn't happen. It's not a Cloverfield film. But... This is the thing, like you go in and you know, it's not overly long, it's a cool little story, amazing characters, like Wyatt Russell should be in everything. Um, and, and Richard Jenkins. And <laughs> Richard Jenkins. Double and if he's not. Oh my God, that would be so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, like the, the dude Julius Avery, um, I'm not, I didn't know his work before this, but man, he can shoot like action sequences, but also like really gruesome horror stuff as well. And it's, it's quite a small film. So but is it supernatural? Or is that a spoiler? Not really, no, no, it's like, there's, it's not supernatural. There's the, the Nazis been doing experiments basically, and what you see is the sort of uh, the aftermath. Of the this. aftermath of that. But that's an interesting way to lead into this conversation because I kind of went in going. There's always kind of weird mumblings and rumors, like you know, because they, they double with the occult. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think how much you know, I kind of asked him straight off the bat, like how much of this was based in real thing. Like JJ Abrams is one of the best talkers ever. Um, and Julius Avery is obviously like a really smart dude as well. And I met them at half past eight in the morning to talk about Nazis, and here's that chat. Oh. 
So I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Like, what an amazing thing to go in and watch a film that's completely self-contained. It's not connected to anything. It's not a prequel mm. or sequel. You go in. This is this fucking brilliant story from beginning to end. And at the end of it, that's the end. <laughs> It's a movie almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but do you know what I mean? Like, he's got an amazing job. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. So what is, where did the idea come from? The pitch was, uh, it reminded me of something that sort of that Rod Serling might have Absolutely, done yeah. because it just felt like it was this, it was this tough, um, intense, very real, incredibly heightened, uh, you know, drama yeah. that then goes into this genre place that's just, you know, tests the metal of these characters in a way that uh, it felt like it, it, it was a Twilight Zone episode to me, but sort of writ large and, with, yeah. you know, and I knew if we could do it with, you know, the right, uh, you know, director then, and have, give the thing real guts and, and not just scope and scale, but also uh, a level of, sort of just quality and, yeah. and, and believability and it, the thing could really be something, you know, special and yeah. we were lucky enough to get to work with Julius. I feel like there's always weird like rumors or like half truths about stuff that Hitler was doing to do with like experiments and things like that. Because I feel it, like was any of this sort of like based in some weird reality? I mean, the last thing I had any interest in doing was yeah. was visiting anything like that. Yeah. You know what I loved was the idea of saying you know what what if experiments were going on yeah. where the Nazis were trying to create you know a thousand year army yeah and this was not about experiments uh on on anyone but the soldiers and this was all about you know then these people in, the, in this town and it was all very specific and you know the the obviously the horrors of world war Two. yeah it, you know this was not a movie that was looking to examine that this no, was looking course, to yeah. examine this was a, a horror movie in world war Two. yeah so this is very much about what the nazis were doing you know in this particular town in this in this church um uh under the church and yeah. the idea of like what they're doing, finding out what's going on, the sort of little by little peeling back the layers of this thing, <clears throat> especially the way you and Billy and, and Mark, the writers, did. Uh, to me, it's like it, it, it's like classic horror film stuff, yeah. not at all trying to be a history lesson. Yeah. I really like the idea that there were people in real life sort of telling Hitler, yeah, yeah, we're totally researching weird ways to make you a thousand army and they're just like, no, I'm not really doing it. We're just pocketing the money. Well, this is very much, <laughs> obviously the, 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 the story here is, is very much a, there's a, a complete supernatural element, yes, which to yeah, me, yeah. The, my, one of my favorite things is, it's sort of alluded to, and it's not the point of it, meaning exactly <clears throat> what you find in this place, in this yeah. lab, under this church, that, you know, it, how it works exactly is not the thing, but it's clearly something that has to do with something beyond this world. Yeah. I, I know you guys came out and said it before the movie came out. I was super excited for it. But I think, you know, when it was first announced, people were like, this is going to be a Cloverfield film. Mm. And even though you guys came out and said, absolutely not a Cloverfield film, there was still some element of me, like, it would be the most bad robot thing ever. If at the end it was, and these were the experiments and things. So I think I watched it, even though I was like, it's not. I love the Cloverfield movies so much that I was like, ooh, it could be here. This is how <laughs> they do it. Was this ever going to be a Cloverfield film, like, ever? Uh, no, I mean, we we talked about it at the beginning, like, is yeah. there any connection to, but it, it felt like this movie stood on its own. Yeah. So. Are you going to have that forever, though? Anytime you announce a film or work on a film, be like, this is Cloverfield, like, episode, um, episode nine, it's going to be Cloverfield. We, we're <laughs> such a cool franchise, so, I mean. Yeah. I mean <laughs> we are talking about uh, some things, and, and uh, obviously, you know, that that is something that we would love to continue, yeah. uh, but not everything that we do is going to be associated with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have a little Cloverfield monster running around Star Wars. <laughs> you uh, should. That would be amazing. I'll get on that Monday, man. <laughs>
Um, I, I felt like it was such a good sort of action movie, but also like really, really good horror stuff. Do you think you could put in a good word for Julius to do like a horror Star Wars film now? I feel like he's the guy to do it. I think an R-rated uh, Star Wars horror film yeah. would probably not get made now. Uh, <laughs> but I cannot imagine saying, you know, like, but, but how awesome would it be? Yeah. And I can't I, imagine they would do it, but wouldn't that be great? That yeah. That would be so cool. And where do I write my check to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Oh, my God. No, I think it's, it, I, I can't imagine it, but it would be the best thing ever. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, everyone's got these ideas for their own, you know, even I have. I don't make films, but I've got ideas for Star Wars films that I would make. Like, like what? Like what? Uh, well, I, I think, like, we need to go back and see Jabba. Like Jabba and Salacious Crumb, like a little buddy mm -hmm. cop movie, like Lethal Weapon style. I, um, I thought Goodfellas in Space would be cool. Yeah, that would be really good. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, I think everyone's yeah. got it, but like a horror film is something we're crying out for. We're getting all these action adventure films. They're amazing. Um, I love Solo. I thought it was class. A horror movie, that's what we need. Mm. And Julius is going to do it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're uh, like huge, huge fans of Lost in our office and on the podcast. Uh, oh, we're cool. actually rewatching at the moment. Um, wow. How often do you get people mentioning Lost to you? Like British journalists coming in to talk about Overlord, but sneaking in Lost? Uh, not too often, but I'm curious where this is going. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I'm just uh, like... <laughs> oh, you know, I thought you had, you had some kind of question. Uh, nope. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I, working on Lost uh, was an amazing thing. It's funny, there's a strange um, sort of tonal kind of uh, or thematic kind of connection for me between yeah. Lost and this, which is yeah. just, you know, not just that it starts with this incident on a plane and, and you know, these people sort of find themselves. I thought that when you go into the village, mm. I was like, this is like the other's village. This is like the Dharma village. It is a little bit like that. And, yeah. but, but to me, the thing is, is even more just being in a really intense situation with characters yeah. that you're intrigued by and that you like and, and you, you know, you, you want to know more of about... And all of a sudden, you know, you're thrown into the situation that goes beyond what you'd ever expect in yeah. normal life. And so I, I feel like while they're very, very different things, the kind of like treating with, you know, hopefully with uh, class and, and respect to the characters and the audience, yeah. you know, telling a story sort of as A as possible, which in a typically sort of B pulpy genre, mm, yeah. you know, is my favorite kind of movie or, and story. And so Lost and Overlord in a weird way have a little bit of a Venn diagram. Yeah. Um, our video producer Dale has themed his entire wedding next year around Lost. Like, come on! Yeah, all the invitations had like uh, Oceana flight uh, tickets. Oh my God. All the tables at different Dharma places. That's that's both the greatest thing I ever heard and weirdly morbid. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, the Oceana <laughs> flight. It's like, oh my God, that's 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 terrifying. Mate, if you're in the UK next you year, he's getting married next summer. You, you gotta get, come. You get an invitation to the wedding, and if there's like a, a ticket for like flight A15, is that really? Yeah. My Lord. Will you come to the wedding if he's there? I'm in. What is this? A thousand year army. These thousand year soldiers. Do you do that every Sunday? Yeah. At half eight? Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about Nazis? Oh, JJ, you want to talk about Nazis else again, a very mate? good talker. Yeah. He was, uh, he was brilliant. But we've heard from Jamie Lee Curtis. We've heard from JJ Abrams and Judas Avery. But weirdly, I haven't asked the big questions. I didn't, <laughs> did I get to ask the big questions? Did I run out of time? We haven't got a limited amount of time, these people. We're one of the most yeah. in-demand directors of all time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I asked him about the most, I managed to get a lost question this in a reference to Dale's wedding. But did I run out of time and not get to ask him about the prestige? 
Did I bollocks? <laughs> um, so we got yes, JJ from St. Julius Avery, very confused by the final question. They were like, oh, they're wrapping me up. But I've just got one question for you. Have you seen The Prestige? Here's that. We ask everyone that comes on the podcast, have you guys seen The Prestige and do you like it? We're big fans. Yeah, uh, you hit it first. <laughs> uh, the Prestige? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it smashes sci-fi and, you know, it's something in period uh, together, which is which is always fun. Um, what else do you want me to say about Prestige? <laughs> do you remember when you saw it? I didn't see it in the theaters, actually. I saw oh, yeah. it afterwards on, uh, on Blu-ray. Do you like it? I did like it. I'm a big magic fan. So the, the one thing for me is, like, magic in movies yeah. is tricky. Because magic in life, if I do a card trick to you right now that's any good, yeah. it's kind of amazing. If you do that same thing in a movie, you're like, so? Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. Magic gets dulled. And that movie, and I'm a huge fan of obviously of, of Chris's. Like the, yeah. it, it, it did the thing that it made magic kind of amazing in a way that I think is really tricky and hard to do. Yeah. So I was a big fan of that. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. But generally, I think even though J.J. Abrams's answer is probably one of the I think like most thought out answers about it. Like you know, he talks about like how much he likes real magic and stuff like that. The best. This is Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, answering the question about the prestige. Uh, and it kind of like has to cut off because she, but it turns out that I, I haven't seen one of her favorite Christian Bale films. And she goes on to this mad thing and we're being wrapped up by the timekeeper inside so much. Like they, she keep doing like the finger whirly thing going wrap up, wrap but up. And it's like, Wait, she, I can't do anything about it. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's they talking. must have to do that a lot when she's yeah. in the room. <laughs> she loves to talk. And they're just doing that. And I keep saying like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. But she keeps talking. She was like, you're not going to get in trouble. It's absolutely fine. Um, and this is her and how funny she is answering the prestige question. And finally, a question we ask everybody on our podcast. Have you seen the film The Prestige and did you like it? The Prestige? Yeah. I have not. <gasps> have you seen? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I did see it. Who's in it? Christian Bale and... Oh, yes, of course I did Yay, see it. Of course. that's good. Yeah. You would have been the first person on our podcast that hadn't seen it then for a second, so... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I thought the... Pre you know what? We're in horror movie mode. Right. So The okay, Prestige yeah, yeah. sounds like, you know, prestigious group of... Yeah. Evil people go and... No. Oh, yes, of course I did. Amazing. Why are you so in love with We the just prestige? love it. You just love Which it. Think it's Christian Bale. Okay, yeah. favorite Christian Bale film. Uh, Gotta be the Prestige. Batman. Newsies. What's that? Shut the front door. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I haven't seen it now. Are you kidding me? No, I haven't seen it. I'm really sorry. I feel awful. If you don't I'll go I'll watch home it. I promise I watch it. tonight watch it. Yeah. and report to these people. I will, I will, I will. I promise. I am going to tell them <laughs> I didn't sign my waiver to be on your podcast and okay. you can't use it. I will, I'll watch it. I'll watch it tonight, I promise. Oh, they're going to really shout at me now. So I'm gonna they're go. not going to shout you. Oh, <laughs> you are. I'll watch it. I promise I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I will. I promise. I'm gonna go. They're really gonna shout with me. Go. I really love her. She's amazing. Like oh. she's just brilliant. I do think. I do wonder when you do like the one more question thing. People yeah. think you're Columboing them. Yeah. And it's like, oh god, what's this gonna be? He's gonna get yeah. news out yeah. of me. Yeah. It's just like, have you seen the prestige? Well, that's the thing. Well, it's like with that's John Krasinski. He was like, that was a question. Yeah. I think that happens quite a lot with it, really, because I think, unfortunately, in junket situations stuff like that, some people are going in to get scoops and stuff. Like. Yeah. I don't People's know, guards I don't, are up. I don't so sometimes it's quite nice to like go in. And yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like uh, one of my actual, or like one of my career goals is that actually I love 
interviewing people, like as I said, except for Jamie Lee Curtis noticing my Halloween tattoo mm. and a Priyanka Chopra story, which we don't need to talk about. Um, I, I don't get nervous. Like, it's just not a thing. Yeah. I don't get nervous talking to people that much. And I just think I'd love to talk to these people outside of selling something, outside yeah. of, you know, being on a promotional tour about something. In a, in a, I think, I think that some like, of the best ones we've ever done on, on this podcast, you can go back and listen to them, is yeah. when we've had people for extended time yeah. and they don't really care about selling that thing that no. much. Like George Miller with Mad Max, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Like, Absolutely, they're happy yeah. just to talk in general. Like, yeah. They know it'll be fine, and they just, they just talk about loads of topics. And he brings up them. I bet Abrams is the same because yeah, these definitely. are just really interesting people. I can't wait for the day we get Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And then you be, ask I that would, question. Have you seen be, the Prestige? I would be quite yeah. scared to interview Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, All right. I'd love it. You'd love it. You thrive in that environment. I reckon he's very interesting. Um, I'm not saying he's not interested. Hopefully one day we get to do a prestige podcast, and then we can literally imagine that's pitching out to PRs to be like, "Yeah, we really want to talk to X. Like, why?" About to see if they've seen the Prestige. Have, have you seen, seen it? Have you seen Cere- Have you listened to Serial? <laughs> I think on that, but the Prestige. Yeah. Ten parts. <laughs> All right, lads. Ask Adnan. <laughs> you seen the Prestige? The no. Where do you, you think I've been? <laughs> this is a collect call from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You seen the Prestige? I go out of prison. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only film I've seen it 500 times. I know, you see that in the cinema. What, what do you, you should have seen it in the cinema, mate. You got to see it on big, oh, prison. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what you can play in prison? <laughs> little, <laughs> little game I like to call Keyword Countdown. So if you don't know what keyword countdown is, IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. And what I've done is taken five films, ten keywords apiece, with a spooky link through them all. Can you guys guess what the films are and what the Ooh. link is? You've written this one. Yeah, I've got I took Ooh. I took a long time on it to the point where I think it's slightly overwrought. <laughs> okay. Film Let's number go. one. <laughs> Sexy girl. Girl in panties. Halloween. Psycho. Creep. Female removes her clothes. <laughs> true, These are all just true lies. I wish. Trading places. Dancing shirtless. Wicker man. Wet t-shirt. Friday the 13th. I would get... All these would, clues are practically the same. I would get the horror thing out of your head. Oh, uh, okay. Strip tease. Water Ooh. poured overhead. Showgirls. <sighs> New Jersey turnpike. Nightclub. Ooh. Good fellas. Pursuing a dream. Pursuing a dream. Oh. Vanilla Sky. Final clue. Pretty woman. Animal in title. Cody Ugly. Well done. Oh. I've not seen that. It's very good. It's actually generally good. Um, I mean, it just sounds like Phil from all those <laughs> keywords. <laughs> <laughs> sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> always Phil, always Phil. Sounds great. There's a really weird thing with Cody Ugly where Kevin Smith did a pass on the script 
And I don't think this was Kevin Smith's edition. Yeah, but there's this mad thing where the dude in it collects comic books and you think he's a drug dealer. There's this weird like B-plot where you think he's into drugs but he's actually into rare comic books. But that isn't the thing that Kevin Smith added to the the script. That's weird. Weird, isn't it? He's better do the water. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, These t-shirts. Films films a bit dry. (laughs) Could be be mucky little bastards. (laughs) Um, Here we go. (laughs) Written by director. From Bristol Dawn. That wasn't even really... Death of Wife. Memento Shutter Island Loaded Dice Snake Eyes Psychological Manipulation The Game Casino Royale Fantasy Becomes Reality Vanilla Sky The Page Master (laughs) (laughs) Altered Version of Studio Logo Matrix Inception Yeah Oh bloody hell Well done Oh, I could have got that one, huh? Yeah, you could have. Like, especially when you went um, Memento, written by director. Yeah. Um, the other ones, father-in-law, son-in-law relationship, one word title, bathtub, final clue, dream within a dream within a dream. Is that a mini film? <laughs> it is. It's loads of it. It's mad. <laughs> Although they've also counted like a Simpsons episode as one of them as well. Anyway, uh, film number three, Cardi's banging ahead with... Well, like four points. <laughs> Six points. Oh, Simon. Six points, two guesses. Here we go, film number three. <laughs> Kidnapping of daughter. Panic room. Ransom. Vietnam War veteran. Mm. Taken. Forrest Gump. Commander. Fourth of July. Commander. Wisecrack comedy. Ooh. Tropic Thunder. Shoulder holster. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> cop on the edge. Die hard. Interracial relationship. Lethal weapon. Yeah. Never seen Lethal Weapon. Haven't you? No. Mate. It's fucking weird. Um, I kind of have an, an aversion to Mel Gibson. You see, <laughs> I don't know what you were say that. Uh, you, see, you know, they do a, there's a Lethal Weapon um, TV show which Damon Wayans yeah, plays yeah. Donald Glover. You see, he quit the other day and he actually, his official quote was, I'm getting too old for this shit. You just say he plays Donald Glover. Not Donald, yeah, sorry. Um, what's his name? Danny. Danny Glover, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be a good film, though. His actual, <laughs> that'd be really good. Get Donald Glover in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his actual quote was, they were like, why are you leaving, Damon? He's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And like, oh, oh, he's still going, he's still going. That's why he's right for the role. Get him, oh. get him back. Five points for Cooper there. All to play for, lads. Film oh. so number four. Sex offender. <laughs> why is that funny? Aztec Pyramid. Double Dustle Down. Yeah. Fuck it, Al. Well done, Krupa. I thought you'd get it on Sex Offender, Cardi. <laughs> that's basically CyMDB, is like every single one of them. Um, that's the not, woodsman. Held hostage, toe sucking, recreational vehicle, self sacrifice, torn in half, melting face, strip a dancer with snake, vampire. Krupa's on 14 points. Cardi, you're on six. You need eight points to draw. That was a big one, that one. Oh, massive. He had Dusseldorn earlier as well. So yeah, it's oh, it was on your mind. Here we go. Final clue, all to play for. Oh. Dystopia. I Am Legend. Uh, Dot City. I, Robot. 1984. <laughs> Terminator. I've given you a lot of time there. Dist- Breasts. Oh, Total Recall. Oh, I thought the uh, S meant three. Dystopia. <laughs> Minority Report. Red pubic hair. Fifth element. Red Sonia. That's why she's called Red. Ends with lesson not learned. <laughs> what? Red pubic hair. Aliens. Alien. Alien 3. <laughs> Alien Resurrect. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
Lasciviousness. Oh, Fifth Element? Lasciviousness. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads of them. It's wicked. It's <laughs> just such an abstract, like, yeah. truth. Like, it's got to go in it. Lesson not learned. That's a good one, isn't it? Invented language. Invented language. Lord of the Rings. Hobbit. Mental conditioning. Oh, uh, 12 monkeys? No, that's not made up language. It's good, it? good guess. Phallic symbol. Oh, big old. I'll <laughs> <laughs> snick it. Rain of fire. Men beating defenseless man. Oh, that's not helping me. Terminator, <laughs> Terminator 2. Final clue William Tell Overture. Oh, Clockwork oh. Orange. Yeah. Oh, bloody oh. hell, that took us some time. I never think that's dystopian. I know it is yeah. <laughs> it quite bad. obviously dystopian, but I never... Well, you think that's something to aim for. <laughs> I mean, I've got, in my head it's what is bad. this lane? <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. Cooper, you've got 15 points, Cardi, you've got six. But there is a link, and it's... I love it. Um, so we've got... Um, famous oh, Directors the, wrote the, the, them all, all people who started in Halloween sequels. Close. Uh, you've got Tyra Banks. Close. Or like horror movie sequels? You're, no, you're closer with the first bit. They've all written or directed a Halloween. So we've got... <laughs> they've all been killed in a Halloween film. I'll give you that. What the fuck was that? Something did just move in this room. Something just moved <laughs> in this room. <laughs> I think it was a bags, camera back falling bags. over. Jesus Christ, I didn't like that. They've all been killed by Michael Myers. Um, so we've got Tyra Banks and Cozy Ugly. Um, well, let's see if we can get them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not very... I've only ever seen... So Tyra Banks in was one, in so. uh, Halloween rubbish. Resurrection. Michael lifts her up a bit with some rope and hangs her. So we got in jo um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in um, H2O. 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 You get an ice skate embedded in his face. Um, Michael, uh, Malcolm McDowell as Donald Pleasance in the Rob Zombie remake. Yeah, he's in. I was struggling with lethal so, weapon, and so he dies in Halloween in two. two. He slashed six. Knife, he slashed six times, knifed nine times in the chest and face, and the he's actually knifed in the stomach in the unrated cut. So, very dead. Um, I don't know the other two. Is it what she called? From Dust Till oh, Dawn, you can the, absolutely get it's, um, Lethal Weapon. You probably won't. In in From Dust Till Dawn, is it? Um, I can never remember her name. You think is it a woman? Uh, so it's Mitchell Ryan from Lethal Weapon. He's oh, the general in Lethal Weapon. Right. He's just an old dude. Uh, he plays. It's, he's in The Curse of Michael Myers. He plays Ooh. the Doctor who's okay. in the original and it ends up being all the, the Thorn bullshit. Yes. Like, he's the guy of that. From Dust Till Dawn. You can get this. Can I? Yeah. I've not seen that for ages. So but, it's, oh, just tell me. It's Danny Trejo. Um, so <sighs> yeah. he's in the original Halloween. He's in the hospital with him when he's grown up and he gets his head shoved into a sink three times and a TV smashed on his head. It's really, it's an amazing bit in the um, when he dies as well because he keeps calling him Mikey, and he's like, "I was good to you, Mike," because he's like being his friend in prison, and he's like, "I was good to you, Mikey. I was good to you," and then he kills him. So there we are. That's a good link. Here's a good link. I'd like to think I helped Cardi get that. Yeah. <laughs> right, and um, bit of feedback to see this spooky special home, Cardi. I'm big. Go for it. Me is it? Says this from Simon White. Oh, another Simon. Always good to have Simon. Read around, it out. I'm a weekly listener, but I often worry that I don't like a lot of what you guys like. For example, I've never played Overwatch or watched The Prestige. Hmm. Interesting. He's got a weekend ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, that is a hell of a weekend. On my way home from work tonight, 
I needed some beans. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, this is the chance to break the habit of a lifetime and buy some Branstons. So is he saying his habit is disliking everything that we like? What you get out of this podcast? I don't know if he's Simon. actively... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or he's just not tried them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were life-changing. Big, big words. They're good beans, man. I've always been a Heinz bean burner <laughs> to achieve a thick sauce. But this comes out of the can like it. Oh, I get it. Sorry. Yeah, it juices it. Them, yeah. it juices okay. it down. Um, makes them thicker. Yep. Little confession of mine. I can't stand baked beans. Yeah, I know. So, Madness. Well, there's something we don't have in common. So, you know, you don't play Overwatch, Simon. But Are you still reading I don't, it? I don't like beans. Uh, he carries on here. So whilst I'll never align with your views on Robert Muldoon, that comes out of nowhere. But uh, fair enough. Idiot. He thinks the greatest character in the Jurassic World saga... Branston and beans are all right with me. Very good. Lights beans doesn't like Muldoon. How do you feel about that? This is from Tom Meller. <laughs> says, hi chaps, long time listener, first time feedback. Nothing like creating a narrative. I've decided to lose my feedback virginity after last week's episode and write in about something very dear to me, the pub. On the last episode, someone made a passing comment about Weatherspoons and its kind of newish app ordering service and how people would naturally take the piss and order a bowl of peas to their mate's table from halfway across the country. Well, last Friday, me and a few mates from work rocked up a table 118 at the new King's Cross Weatherspoons to experience it for the first time. Having spread the word to friends and friends of friends, should anyone be feeling generous enough to send a few looseners our way? Over the course of the next few hours, we not only received the aforementioned bowl of peas, but also four glasses of milk, two garlic breads, biscuits, crisps, peanuts, Jaeger bombs, seven pints of Green Pit King IPA, two hot chocolates without the hot water, two whiskey on the rocks, two jugs of woo-woo, yes please, a milkshake, two corn on the cobs, a Pims, three pots of coleslaw, and five pots of bacon ace. To be honest, that all sounds pretty, you know, you're having yeah, a good night. I've been to all of that. And that's not cheap either. <laughs> Naturally, we all, we all were well received and consumed gratefully in what was one of the funniest pubs sessions we've ever had we did forget to tell everyone we had left a table <laughs> but I only meant the next one I got the sheer bit of love as well all other pub chains need to fix up or shut up because revolution is in we bloody love it is that worth the risk would you do that would you let people know so you might what? get some free it drinks got, out of it but, but you might get a load of shit mental. I yeah. think we should do it one day just it's like because I've always wanted to do a, we a Weatherspoons pub crawl around London yeah. oh I, I would I love to do that, that. Yeah. I would absolutely see how many the Weatherspoons we can do there's like a monopoly crawl you can do oh let's definitely do that let's do that yeah. Christmas um, let's do that and then we'll put out the name of the table on it um, but yeah should we make sure we get the same table number each one though to keep it simple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to, like, update people. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And remember, if you want to get in touch and win all, all those, those DVDs, homies, uh, let us know your favourite um, horror movie death. Uh, thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Oh, that's the werewolf. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.